Welcome to episode number two of the Secure in Love podcast. In this episode, I'm going to talk about the origins, triggers, and subconscious manifestations of the anxious, preoccupied individual. Thank you for joining me here today. If you don't already know me, my name is Jessica, and I'm excited to share more information about attachment styles and how they can dramatically affect your life. Most people are not aware of the things they're doing subconsciously, and I aim to bring about that awareness that will help people change their lives for the better. In my personal journey, learning about this information has not only allowed me to discover tools to change, but painted a clear picture on why I previously always thought something was wrong with me and why I felt so unworthy and unloved. First off, I wanted to touch on the signs of the anxious preoccupied individual so that you can determine whether or not you fall into this category of attachment styles. APs make up 20% of the entire population. If you do fall into this category, don't be ashamed of yourself. You are able to transform and heal your attachment wounds and become more secure with the proper awareness, tools, and support. APs are self-doubting, anxious, and sensitive. Oftentimes, these things will happen during life or within a relationship. They are including, but not limited to, worrying about being rejected or abandoned by your partner, frequently trying to please and gain approval from your partner, fearing infidelity, wanting closeness and intimacy in a relationship, overly fixating on the relationship and or your partner to the point where it consumes much of your life, often needing attention and reassurance, having difficulty setting and respecting boundaries, feeling uneasy, threatened, panicked when you spend time apart from your partner, worried they may no longer want you, tying in your self-worth in relationships, overreacting to things that you see as being a threat to the relationship. These can all be signs of an anxious attachment style. Some activating strategies that may occur during a relationship are thinking about your partner often, difficulty concentrating on other things, remembering only their good qualities, putting them on a pedestal, an anxious feeling that only goes away when you are in contact. Believing this is your only chance for love are thoughts like, it takes years to find someone new, I'll end up alone. Or, if they leave me, they'll turn into a great partner for someone else. When you are anxiously attached, you can get triggered often by your partner. Anytime there is space, your deep abandonment wound can be triggered. You will perceive this as a lack of love. Additionally, APs only feel as safe as the last interaction with their partner. Some triggers include a partner behaving inconsistently, when a partner seems distant or distracted, if a partner forgets important dates, a partner coming home late, a partner not messaging back when anticipated, a partner failing to notice something new, a partner not paying attention to the relationship, perceived rejection or abandonment, having trust broken, such as realizing that a partner lied or broke a promise. In turn, you may then act according to the anxious preoccupied protest behaviors, which may include withdrawing or the silent treatment, keeping score, acting hostile, threatening to leave, manipulations, and trying to make them feel jealous. If you feel like you may fall into this category, it's okay. You shouldn't feel ashamed. I want to help you understand where these feelings come from, dating all the way back to your childhood. Your triggers are messengers for how you can go about making a change towards security and giving yourself the love that you needed as a child. APs experienced inconsistent caregiving where their needs were met unpredictably. What happens often is there is an incongruency in the amount of emotional needs that are met from the parent. The caregivers give just enough to where the child does not have the tools to self-soothe and they don't know how to meet their needs on their own. Therefore, they feel like they can only meet their needs for safety, security, and soothing through their parents. 
The parents tend to be very inconsistent, even though they are very safe when they do show up. A common example of this would be parents working a lot, yet a healthy attachment when they are available. But when they leave again, the child feels abandoned, almost like separation anxiety. When we look at trauma and how it impacts the subconscious mind, any repetitive action with a strong emotional attachment, like this example, can create a stronger imprint. Even more so, say, than one single traumatic event happening, such as a car accident. The child has one of its only true biological fears triggered on a daily basis, the fear of abandonment. The fear of abandonment tends to have really strong and deep roots. It's important to note that these fears were acquired at a time that the child was 100% dependent on the caregiver. It is important for the anxiously preoccupied individuals to understand the root of the problem so that the surface symptoms can fall away. Our brains are wired to avoid pain more so than even seeking pleasure. As a child or young adult, You may have found yourself coping in a way that did this just for you, yet you will find that these behaviors no longer serve you today. Coping mechanisms of an AP can include hypervigilance about space, fixating on old good memories which can create feel-good hormones, codependency, poor boundaries, people-pleasing, enmeshment, perfectionism, OCD, amongst many others. It can seem like the AP is needy, clingy, and insecure, all of which can cause the partner to back away, leaving the AP wanting more. A fearful avoidant partner may shut down and a dismissive avoidant partner will withdraw into themselves. Please take note that none of this is your fault if you resonate with any of this information. Although they are quite traumatic roots and have created deep imprints into your psyche, these things are reprogrammable. I am now going to address the internal wounds that come from this attachment style, as well as the external wounds that are portrayed. The internal wounds or the things that we believe about ourselves can include, I will be abandoned, I am alone, I am unloved, I am not enough, I will be rejected, nobody cares about me, I am excluded, I am unseen, I am unheard, I am disconnected, I am unworthy, and I am not enough. The external things that we project onto our environment can include, people will eventually leave me, the relationship is running out of connection or closeness. Relationships should be a priority at all times, assuming everyone has the same need for connection. A responsibility for each other's feelings. A partner may develop feelings for other people. Tend to develop the most emotional feelings for others while in a relationship. Can be critical of their partners at times when their emotional needs aren't met. Again, assuming that everyone needs the same amount of emotional connection. As you can see, these wounds that were created from childhood are a direct reflection of the adult triggers and patterns of behavior. If left unchanged, relationships can always seem very hard and you may find yourself in the same cycles with a new person. In order to transform your style into one of more security, here are a few steps you can take. Research about attachment styles. Keep a journal to track your daily thoughts and feelings. Practice mindfulness and meditation. Become aware of your partner's attachment style. Practice self-care, such as exercising, doing hobbies you enjoy, spending time in nature, eating healthy foods, practicing sleep hygiene, and practicing creativity through art or music. As an end note, I want you to consider your emotions as feedback coming from your subconscious mind. They are trying to communicate with you. A crucial step to healing an anxious attachment style is to recognize this and take a minute to validate your emotions when they do arise. Feel them and let them pass. Don't shame them or get mad at yourself for having them. Remember that these things are deeply rooted in you and it will take some time to rewire your thoughts around them. Thank you so much for listening today. And if you like this content, please share and like and subscribe. 
In the next episode, we will be addressing the fearful avoidant individual and how their childhood can impact their adult behaviors.